My chainsaw's ready to rip up some regulation. All right, how effective has that chainsaw been uh, the first year of the Brian Kemp administration? Approaching 818 on Classics today. Uh, it's going to be the focus, uh, one of several focuses, I'm sure, of the upcoming Georgia Legislative Policy Forum. Going to be Friday in Atlanta, the Waverly there, the convention center there. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan going to be there, House Speaker. Uh, David Ralston will be there. Keynote speaker, our guest now, James Brohl, the Mercatus Center at uh, George Mason University uh, there in Virginia, suburban D.C., Fairfax in Virginia. Uh, the James Brohl, who will talk about, yeah, the efforts at regulatory reform here in Georgia. James Brohl, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, first off, the Mercatus Center there at, uh, at uh, George Mason. What is this? What do you folks do? Sure. So we're a university-based research center. We're kind of like a think tank, um, like the Cato Institute or Heritage Foundation, but we think of ourselves as a little bit different because we have this university affiliation. So we kind of straddle the line between the think tank world and academia. And we produce research on issues like regulatory reform. There was Governor Brian Kemp, and that was candidate Kemp from a year ago, a little more than a year ago now, breaking out that chainsaw in one of his campaign commercials and going after regulations. Uh, as near as you can tell, uh, almost a year in now, how effective has he been? Well, I think at this point they're really just getting started. He put together a commission called the Georgians First Commission, and my understanding is they are basically studying what are the best approaches towards regulatory reform right now, and they should probably be making some recommendations soon, and then that would really get the, get the ball rolling as far as, as the governor's regulatory reform agenda, but I, they're kind of still just getting started. I suppose we should back up, uh, again, James Brohl, and, and define terms here. Uh, what do we mean when we say regulation? I mean, and, and regulatory mm -hmm. reform. We use these phrases. Candidates kick them around all the time. What exactly are they talking about? I mean, uh, regulation, excessive regulation, is something that gets in my way and maybe not something that gets in your way. In other words, it seems fairly subjective. Well, it's a great question. So what people like myself, like researchers of regulations, usually mean is administrative law. So we all know that we elect representatives to go represent us in, at the state house. They pass laws. The governor signs them. Uh, but then that delegates, those laws delegate authority to unelected uh, officials in regulatory agencies, like the Department of Health or the State Environmental Quality Department. And those unelected officials write administrative laws or regulations. And they also have the force of law, just like any law that our, our legislators, our elected representatives would write. Um, but they're kind of an additional layer of law on top of those traditional laws. So usually when we talk about regulations, we're talking about administrative law. And one of the things I notice about those folks, uh, sometimes you'll hear the phrase permanent bureaucracy. Uh, legislators come and go, governors come and go, presidents come and go. These folks come and they don't go. These folks stay. Right. So when a, and when a governor comes in, he'll bring in some kind of top officials to maybe run some of the regulatory agencies. But the, the, the career staff are the, the bulk of the people working in these agencies, and they can be there for decades. That's right. And sometimes the legislators will be term limited and sometimes they'll come in for four or eight years and then they'll be out and a new batch of legislators will come in. 
Um, and so that gives quite an advantage, actually, to the regulatory agencies and the career staff there because they tend to have lots of knowledge, and the, the legislators sometimes have to, have to learn very quickly. Um, and then before they know it, their, their time's up and they're out. Again, uh, James Brohl with us, uh, George Mason University in, in, in Virginia, going to be in Atlanta on Friday. The 2019 Georgia Legislative Policy Forum put together by the folks at the Georgia Public Policy Foundation. Uh, all right, uh, this question again of regulation. One of the things in Governor Kemp just a couple of weeks ago was thumping his chest about this. I think it's six, maybe seven years in a row now. Site Selection Magazine says Georgia is the number one state in the country in which to do business. Okay, uh, those businesses are coming here for any number of reasons. I, I would think relatively inexpensive labor in some respects, of course, a, a favorable tax climate. I would think the regulatory climate would also have something to do with that. So we have a project at the Mercatus Center to quantify regulation across the 50 states and rank them. And what, what we've been doing is using text analysis or computer programs to analyze each state's administrative code, look for for example, how many requirements are in the code, words like shall, must, or required, just how many words are in the code itself. So we found that the Georgia code has about 100 and, and um, let me see, 100 and, I believe it's 7,000, 109,000 of these restrictive terms like shall or must or may not, and about 6 million words. And it would take about eight weeks to read the entire Georgia administrative code if all you did was read regulations. Now, that sounds like a lot of regulations, and it is, but that's actually considerably better than average. So the average state, according to our measure, has about 131,000 of these regulatory <laughs> restrictions. So you're below average. Mm -hmm. But some states, like South Dakota, have as few as 44,000. Um, and so that 40, that's you know, fewer than half. Well, that's also so like that's one regulation per person in South Dakota, so there aren't that many folks Something there. Like that, Who, yeah. Who's worst? Who's, who's at the very bottom of that list? Well, maybe not surprising. It's California. Yeah, but that'd it, have been my guess. 400,000 <laughs> regulatory <laughs> restrictions. New York has about 300,000. Most states fall in the kind of 100 to 200,000 range. All right, as we mentioned, uh, you're going to have the ear of the lieutenant governor, the speaker of the House, some other folks in the legislature are going to be there on Friday. What, what should they, if you could tell them, this is the takeaway, take this, what would it be? I would say that there are a number of innovative regulatory reforms happening in the country right now. Two come to mind, uh, Virginia and Idaho. Uh, in Virginia, they're creating a budget for regulation, so they're actually having all their departments count up their regulatory requirements and start reporting them, which is going to provide much more transparency. Uh, and the two agencies that, who are engaged primarily in occupational licensing, they have to cut their requirements by 25% in three years, and they've already already achieved about a 10% reduction. So we're seeing we're seeing some states like Virginia and Ohio is a similar state that's conducting similar forms measuring regulation and starting to track it and set goals for where it should go. Uh, in Idaho, they recently allowed their entire administrative code to expire at, at the beginning of July in this year. Um, and it was kind of a result of some strange circumstances where, the, where they have a sunset provision where the rules expire unless reauthorized by the legislature each year. And the legislature, due to some infighting, left town without without reauthorizing the code. But the governor took this as a, as a chance to conduct a serious review, 
streamlined the code, and he eliminated about 10% of pages and 20% of chapters of the code uh, very quickly as a result of, of that expiration. James Brawl, again, the Mercatus Center at George Mason University in Virginia, going to be the keynote speaker at the Georgia Legislative Policy Forum Friday in Atlanta, that forum put together by the folks at the Georgia Public Policy Foundation. Best of luck on Friday. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you.